Welcome to Reframe Your Life. I'm Joanne Gibson. And I'm Sandy Reynolds. Together, we bring you our podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives thoughtfully and with intention. On our episodes, we explore diverse topics relevant to all areas of our lives. Hi, Life Reframers, and happy International Women's Day. I'm here with my trusty international woman partner in crime, Sandy. <laughs> And we are international women, so it's great. We We're from two different countries originally, so we are a very international podcast. Uh, we are. And speaking of that, we have people listening to our podcast all over the world. So hello to all of you out there from Africa to Europe to Russia to Australia to North America, like we see you because we see the stats and we are so glad to be part of your lives whenever you are listening to us, but especially on this day of International Women's Day, which is a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. I think we forget sometimes how far women have come. And, uh, you know, there used to be that ad, you've come a long way, baby, in the 70s before your time, Joanne. There was an ad for cigarettes for women. And I, th I think it was cigarettes for women. And uh, they were the these long, slender ones. And it was like, you've come a long way, baby. But I recently saw a movie called The Post. It's uh, with Merle Streep and Tom Hanks. And it's about this newspaper, The Post, and it's set in the 70s. And there was a part of the movie where Meryl Streep's character, it's a lot about her really coming into her own as a woman. But her when her father died, he left the newspaper to her husband and not to mm -hmm. her because that's what you did. You just, as a woman, she wasn't seen as capable of running the family business. So rather than leave it to his daughter, he left it to his daughter's husband. And mm -hmm. she said in the movie, oh, I just accepted it as what was done. I never even questioned it until later. She, of course, questioned it. But I, I was thinking after I saw that movie about I've, how much change I've seen in my lifetime in terms of women's rights and women's empowerment. And we have come a long way. We have a long way to go. And I'm really excited we're doing this episode to celebrate women today. International Women's Day, I mean, it is a national movement. There is a, a international organization. It was started by the suffragettes in the early 1900s and celebra well, celebrated in 1911. It belongs to communities everywhere. And it's not about not acknowledging men. It's about having an extra special day in our lives where we do think about what it's like for women, where companies, charities, everyone, networks, associations, everyone thinks about how they engage and empower and support women. So it's a global movement, whether it be conversations across the dinner table or whether it be, you know, big international events. Uh, everyone takes part. And the best events I've gone to historically, Sandy, have been full of men and women. This year, the theme for International Women, Women's Day is actually called the Action, and it is using the hashtag Press for Progress. And it's really about taking action 
to accelerate gender parity. So it's all about equality. Like you said, Joanna, it's not about one gender or any gender being better than another gender. It's about really pressing for progress and seeing that we're all equal and looking for that gender parity. It has come about on the back of the Me Too movement and what was started in Hollywood, but very quickly became a movement across many different organizations and sector, as we saw at the awards earlier this year. That's kind of where it started. So it's like, you know what, they're, they're jumping on that and going, let's continue. Let's continue to press for progress. Let's continue to have the conversation. Let's continue to make changes. Whilst there's a whole host of changes organizations can do, we're just focusing more on us as individuals, as individual women who choose to live and lead our best lives. We're just going to talk for a few minutes about some different ideas on what we can do. And some of these do come from the International Women's Day website. And if you're interested, you can jump on their website, download some selfie cards that Sandy and I will be putting on our social media this week as well, and really put your voice out there. And that's at a bare minimum, that's one thing you can do, right, Sandy? Like put your voice out there, show that you support, uh, pressing for progress, So show that you support uh, gender inclusivity and, and gender parity anywhere. Mm-hmm. I agree. It gives other people courage when they see somebody putting themselves out there and making a statement saying, this is what I support. It gives other people courage and inspiration and motivation to also get involved. The first one we have that we're going to talk about is maintaining gender parity mindset. And this is really hard, guys. We know we've, we speak about mindset a lot and it means being conscious and present with your thoughts and what goes on in your head and um, how you speak and take action going forward. So a gender parity mindset, we're not saying it's easy. We're not saying we just switch it off because we've got years and years of socialization around gender that we need to be mindful of. And sometimes we're not even mindful of it until we're in it or we've that conversation's passed. And then we go, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, so things like what are male jobs versus female jobs or boys' toys versus girls' toys or even, oh, hi, little princess versus, hey, tough truck driver kind of thing, a mindset that we have and that we've been part of creating, we hope that we can be a little bit more aware of and conscious of as we move forward. Be aware of our language. So one is about names. And it's very, very funny. We were watching the Olympics last night and there was a name. And Ashley said, that's an unusual name for a female. And I says, says the person who has an unusual name in Canada for a male. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joanne, I remember being at your house and you and I were sitting on the front porch and your mail delivery person came and, and she said, Oh, I wondered when I'd get to meet you. And we realized that she thought we were Joanne and Ashley. Do you remember that? (laughs) Because Ashley is. A, uh, a, a name here that 
is very uncommon for a man to have. So yes, I thought it, I remember we just smiled. It was really sweet, but uh, yeah. we didn't bother <laughs> correcting her. Don't take offense. And even though we know what happens, we find ourselves in that position of, of doing it ourselves as well. Yeah. And this is one of those things I think that's really changing for younger men and women today. I think their mindset is very different on some of the language and mindset. I, I think that they've grown up with a little bit of a more expanded or open-mindedness around some of this. At least I hope so. Because I think back, you know, when I was in my 20s, things were very black and white, male and female. And even now we don't even think of uh, our conversations are beyond two gender conversations. It's broader than that. So I think we do need to challenge each other and, and just remind each other when we when we hear that just fall like slipping into that kind of language that we we remind each other gently that that that's what we're doing. Yeah, so challenge that takes us to the challenging yeah. the stereotypes yes. and bias. And you're absolutely right, Sandy. There was some research that was put out the other week that for millennial men, there is no ceiling. What do you mean there's a ceiling? In terms of for women, they treat everyone equally. So it's actually the millennial men who are help are going to bust that ceiling because what do you mean? <laughs> and I hope that comes across very supportive of gender parity and don't even know why it's not the case. Right. You're right. I think that's a great example of how some of the things that have been going on for years, like International Women's Day and women's movements and empowerment of women have finally become mainstream enough that generations today are just seeing it as the way it is and not new ground that's being broken. Yeah. Um, another thing I think that we could talk about here, Joanne, is the idea of forging positive visibility of women that we try to make women visible. So promote books you're reading that have been written by women, promote your entrepreneur friends, support movies or art that's championing women, and just look for where women are doing groundbreaking work and make it visible. We we're talking about challenging stereotypes and biases. And now we come to, okay, how, what's the flip side of that? How can we influence each other's beliefs and actions? And again, it's just reminding people uh, gently uh, about some of the language that they might be using or some of the, the assumptions that they have. But also the best way to influence beliefs and actions is by taking action, mm -hmm. you know, getting out there and doing it, doing something different, showing that us as women can be entrepreneurs, can be adventurers, can be storytellers, can be writers. Whatever it is, I think whenever we can get out there and do it and then promote ourselves doing it or promote other people doing it, we are influencing other people's beliefs and actions. Mm -hmm. I feel like I had an opportunity to do this when I was working in Cambodia the last few years because women there are definitely have not had the same 
equality experience that women in North America have had. And I think that there are lots of organizations that are working globally because we've seen progress here, but globally, there's still a long way to go. And I can remember having conversations with some of the women in our leadership program and talking about words like power, which was not something that women considered that they have and what does it mean to have power and what would that look like for you and just helping them to kind of expand their thinking and opening their mind a little bit and changing their own beliefs about what they can do because I think that once that happens once women start to realize that they can have power that they can go for more than they maybe culturally have been taught that they can have, then they start to take action. And that's when the shift begins in in other places as well. That was just one thing for me. I think um, I also because a lot of those women were younger. So, you know, in their early career stages, it was great to have a, a part in that program. But I think that's something that we can do anywhere is mentor younger women and support them as they're starting out in their careers. And I know you've done some of that, Joanne, as in some of the organizations you've worked, especially around boards and, and helping get people um, placed on boards. But I think it's great for us as women now who are a little bit more established to look at how we can open doors for younger women and also mentor them. Yeah, I meet some fascinating young women and, and it's a shame there are still these stereotypes of all oh, they're younger so they don't have the experience. And I actually challenged people on boards when they say that because I say, you know what, you want people with leadership ability and leadership competency and capacity. Their age shouldn't matter. What's the role and responsibility of a board? If they can fulfill and achieve that, then it doesn't matter about their age. If they can ask good questions, if they can think strategically, if they can really learn and understand what their role is and actually take action and do it, it doesn't matter how old they are. Unfortunately, it still happens. So as we say, this is an ongoing process. So mentor someone. So if you, even if you are on a board and there's some young women on the board, you know, invite them to connect and, and mentor to help them uh, transition onto that board uh, well as well and in any organization too for that matter mm-hmm. exactly so celebrating women's achievements is also a suggestion that we really like and it, again it's it's about promoting the positive visibility of women but I think this one we want to take in a di- different direction we have to be very careful with when we're envious and jealous of other women and this whole putting women down and, and bitching about women and stuff like that, like it just needs to stop and try and understand where everyone is coming from and celebrate whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. And I think we do that well for each other, Sandy. Mm-hmm. What Whatever little milestones we're trying to achieve or whatever habits we're trying to improve, we celebrate each other, we challenge each other as well because we want each other to grow and develop should be about celebrating other women. If we can't be cheerleaders for other women, who else is going to be? Exactly. You know what, Joanne? I was just thinking there has been a lot of media this week around a um, performance that someone gave, a woman gave at a sporting event. We won't go into the details. And it just, I felt like they're not in defense of what happened, 
or not. I, I'm kind of neutral on it. It didn't matter to me at all. I, I just felt like there's so much negativity in social media and in media in general. And it is so important that we don't get caught up in that negativity and look for those good things that are happening around us and really highlight those for our own well-being as well as for women around us, right? Because it's just so easy to fall into being critical and negative. Yeah, jumping on the bandwagon, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's another way that I think we can show our support for, for women and that is in celebrating women's achievements. And that's how we spend our money. And when we support organizations that support women, our dollars are really having an impact in a way that we want to see them have. And that's in, creating uh, more financial success for women as well as opening doors for women. So I, I like to support organizations that support women. I know that you and I were um, supporting Kiva this year. And, you know, it's a way, a place where women, anyone can give money and you can choose who you're going to support, but you can help a woman in the developing world start a business and or support her business so that they can move forward in their life and just have a real impact in in their part of the world. Yeah, another one we have is go to an event or host an event or host a dialogue. I think keep, keep the conversation alive. I remember having dinner with another couple and, and my husband Ashley saying, you know, but Really, it doesn't even come into my mind whether someone's a woman or not. You know, we're speaking about women in the workplace. And I mean, he's an engineer. So it's a very traditional male dominated field. And he says, you know, I, I, whether an engineer is a woman or not, it doesn't really come into my mindset or viewpoint I don't have any other thought it's based on the job and and whether they have the skills and experience and and I was just trying to was thinking well it doesn't happen anymore <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I said look it still happens so that's why we need supporters like you to be part of the dialogue to still challenge we need we need the voice to come from men as well so I think as much as we can it doesn't have to be a vet, but you know, get your neighbors around, get your friends around, talk about it. What, what happens at work? What happens in your friends circle? Look, I'm the organizer in the family. I'm the social organizer for sure. I have the social calendar. Ash will always text me and say, Oh, have I got anything on this weekend or such and such wants to go for a beer? Am I free? You know, <laughs> and it's not from a permission perspective. It's because he half the time doesn't, you know, forgets what's on the calendar. So I mean, I actually, I actually send him invites now of social things. I love it. Uh, but he'll still check in with me because it's like, oh, I don't know. I just I got to check if there's anything around the family stuff going on. And again, it's it's not because I'm the female and he's the male. It's because that's where my strengths lie and where his don't. And often, when I'm organizing things with friends, sometimes I'm organizing it with. A female in a relationship, sometimes I'm organizing it with a male. I've got half a dozen friends who I organize social events with and I'm liaising with the man in the relationship, not the woman. You know? So 
I think we're both married to men who really believe in working from strengths in our relationship because we're like that as well. And you know, Brian does all the cooking and he, we don't really have those kind of feminine, female male roles in our relationship. And we've always laughed that when I go away, people always ask, you know, does Brian need a meal or how's Brian going to be? Is Brian going to be okay with you gone? Like I take care of him when he's away. Nobody asks if I need a meal. I need a meal. <laughs> if Brian's away, I'm eating popcorn. So <laughs> isn't it funny, Sandy? You know, often when people bring, well, traditionally they bring a hostess gift, right? A hostess gift. Yes. And I'm like, thanks. I did nothing for this meal, but I'll have it. <laughs> It's quite funny, and uh, yeah, it, it just cracks me up because it is. It's it's the same as you. It's Ashley who's slept. now. Of course, we do it in partnership, so you know I might do the table or whatever, but I'm not the one slaving over the over the food all day. You know, exactly. <laughs> funny. I'll just swing in at about four o'clock and go. Okay, time to set the table. You know, <laughs> yeah. But that's the mindset we have that we have to continue to challenge when we when we. Uh, are going somewhere it's just ingrained in us it's so subtle and then when you're in a place where it's not the traditional roles or the expected roles it's quite it, it's quite obvious so I think it's great to to um, have that challenged and to be people who who challenge other people's thinking as well so we aren't perfect at all we invite you to you to think about your mindset and your language and stereotypes and engage in the conversation. And the last one we have for you is to continue the learning because, like we've said, we're not perfect and there is never going to be a perfect. No, you show me someone who is perfect in everything. And, you know, I, I well, maybe, I don't know, the Dalai Lama, maybe. Oprah, probably probably you know? not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is ongoing. So we have we went into our archives and we've got some episodes that you might be interested in. So episode 36 is Are You a Feminist? So we spoke about feminism and what it means and whether that word kind of cringes you or, or gets you excited. So have a listen to that one. Uh, 47, episode 47, Six Unique Challenges Women Face in Leadership. And episode 58, Why Women Need Other Women. So we're just inviting you to come together, support each other, and challenge this gender parity gap that we have. Mm -hmm. And we want to just wish all of our listeners, male and female, a very happy International Women's Day. And we celebrate how far we've come, and we look forward to achieving more in the future. You know what, Sandy, just saying male and female, I, I just want to address our podcast. And our podcast is for women, we say. Mm -hmm. And we say that very deliberately because if you've done any learning about uh, business and uh, marketing, you, you need to market to a certain individual. So we, we are definitely marketing to women. And because our podcast is really about us and our lives and our stories, inviting other women on to share their stories and how we've worked through 
you know, our 40s and our 50s and, and into our 60s, we, can't, we can only speak from our, our perspective, which is a female perspective. However, that doesn't disclude men listening to our episodes. And some of them may not be relevant, like unique challenges women face in leadership. It may or may not be relevant. Men might want to listen to it from a learning perspective so they can have a bit more empathy for the women in their organisations or in their lives, or they may not want to listen to it at all. Got a note from a, a, a guy who, who listened to our last episode and sent me a note and said, I know your episodes are only for women. However, I found it really, really valuable. And it warms my heart that that we can have all sorts of men and women of different ages listening to our episode. But that's why we say, I just want to give some context around why we say it is for women. It's deliberate. It helps us focus our episodes. But, hey, we're not exclusively saying if you're not a woman, you cannot listen to this. Mm -hmm. I am even more aware of how deeply ingrained I think of gender as male and female. And so I'm really working on that. And I know that... I speak that um, that way far too often, and I know that we recognize that there are more than two genders and that gender is a social construct, and yet we default easily into saying male and female. So we're a work in progress, all of us, and what we really want is a world where everyone has equality and parity and that nobody has... Um, a right that is not extended to all. Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.